ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Society 13 Podcast Network Redefining Podcasts Society-13.com I like to listen You want to see something really scary? You bet Music Horror Art Politics And overall badassery Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio For real Society 13 Networks. And now your hosts, David Fairhead. Dream the Crayclaw, the Bothrap. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Kettle Whistle Radio. We are kicking ass this year, by the way, and I appreciate all the listens, the downloads, keep it going. Uh, the network, Society 13, owned by myself and Nelson W. Piles, is doing fantastic. So when you hear that little bit in the beginning where it says politics, we don't talk politics on Kettle Whistle Radio. I save that for the other guys. So go to www.society-13.com for everything. There's, I, I, don't, I think there's 15 different shows now. So, And uh, you're going to have to deal with my sinuses because the weather lately has just been unseasonal and uh, too warm for my taste. And uh, But yeah, you're not going to hear politics here. You're not going to hear about Trumpisms. But I do feel for the people out in uh, California right now. Uh, it's awful. Uh, I'm going to try to get something going here to um, get something like a GoFundMe and help them out. I know a lot of folks out there, and it's, it's just miserable. But um, uh, right now, i got to tell you, I have a very special guest. And sometimes uh, Kettle Whistle Radio crosses over into what I, I like to call family, people I grew up with, friends, or people that have just become family with the show. I think uh, this might be his second or third. It might be. Uh, but anyway, let me without further ado, uh, from nine days, uh, Brian DeVoe. Uh, Brian, you here with me? I'm here. How's it going? Uh, well, it's been crazy. It's been uh, just, uh, I don't know, uh, good. I, I want to knock on wood. Um, I feel lucky when I see what other people are going through right now. Um, I know you've had some rough times, and uh, you know I want to connect with you a, lo- well, a while ago. I just hope you're bouncing back good right now. Yeah, you know, it's been a rough year. Um, you know, both my parents passed away, and uh, it's still, still kind of unreal to me, but uh, I am moving on, and and, you know, I'm in Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in Franklin, Tennessee, actually. And, and uh, the weather finally has lifted. I know you said it's been warm. And, um, man, it was like 90 degrees just last week here. It's just fun. And you know me, I'm a fellow winter guy. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I'd live in Tennessee
probably be in Alaska or, or Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, I know. We used to talk like that. Uh, me and Brian go back. If you listen to, uh, and I'm not just talking about shows, uh, we knew each other in fifth and sixth grade, for crying out loud, before we got transferred to different schools. We saw Jedi yes. together. We talked some Star Wars last time. We saw Jedi. The opening week Jedi came out, not dating us too much. Um, and uh, my God, he was the first person I knew that had all four of the, the giant kiss figures from the 70s. Absolutely. <laughs> you still have those, don't you? I think, I think I sold my Ace Frehley, though. Yes. Oh, Ace Frehley. You know, I still go see him. He comes out here a lot, uh, plays the Palace Theater in Greensburg, which is, uh, he just puts on a phenomenal show. Yeah, we, um, one of my old bands uh, opened for him and at Sparks in Deer Park. I don't remember that Yes, place. I do. And this is back in the early 90s. I was actually in a band with John from Nine Days. We were in a different band. Right. And, uh, he was amazing uh, that night. And I remember there was a little dressing room behind the stage, and he had his guitars in there. So I got to touch the light guitar and the one with the, you know, the flame that comes out of it and all that. So that yeah. was pretty cool. Oh, but he's, you know, the reunion was amazing in 96. Uh, that was a dream to come true for a lot of people to see the original guys in makeup. But then towards the end again, Ace just like was losing it. I don't know if he was back on the bow or what was going on, but yeah. um, some of those later shows, uh, I think Peter Chris was already gone. I, I, no, I think Ace was the first one that was gone actually. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing them the tour. I think it was two thousand one or two. No, it was two thousand two or three. They were on tour with Aerosmith, and it was at the Garden. And I was looking at Ace. I'm like, that's not Ace, really. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I totally knew it. And obviously it's Tommy Thayer now, and, and Peter was still in the band, but you could tell he was barely hitting the drums, and they were so triggered. Right. This is carpal tunnel, so I don't even know if she could still play anymore. Who knows? But yeah. I, don't know, I heard rumors that they're supposed to do one more tour with them again, and then that's it. Call it. Even Gene and Paul are getting old, too. It's, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's, come on, guys, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know they talk about how uh, they want to all be replaced and still call it Kiss, so it goes on for generations and generations. It, so it's just, it, it is a phenomenon, So, but they want it to become a further phenomenon for other people to enjoy it. Um, I don't know where I stand with that, replacing entire well, bands. It'll, it'll, be a, it'll be a franchise. It'll be, yeah. it'll be Kiss bands everywhere, you know, like tribute <laughs> bands. And I think, you know, I've said this before, uh, music, it's kind of all been done, right? There's, there's not going to be another crazy... You know, the new movement now is country, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate because Nashville is turning into a, a freaking traffic nightmare because everybody <laughs> thinks they're, you know, whatever. But um, I always said, like, the last real movement was the Seattle movement, the grunge movement, right. um, which was just something going full circle, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And after that, it was kind of like, what is there last, you know? And, you know, our, our era was just good rock music. You know, that's all we were, melodic rock music, top 40, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, now country is huge, and I can't wait for that to end and let it be what it was. <laughs> yeah, well, and the blues, of but, course. I mean, I have friends down yeah. there near you that I wish you'd hook up with. Uh, I keep talking about the Bloody Nerve. who are called, they're, they're family members of Kettle Whistle Radio at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I'd love for you to hook up with them. You guys should tour together because you don't want to talk about blues crossing the line. They're fantastic, and one of them is from Long Island, which is even funnier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Check out the Bloody Nerve. I'd love for you to get together with those guys, girls, guy and girl. Yeah, I mean, we've... Uh... Man, I wish we could do some tour, touring, you know, or even shows. Right now, it's just kind of, everything's kind of quiet. Yeah. Um, 
you know, everyone's got families and jobs and stuff. So mm. uh, John, especially as a teacher, so that this time of year is hard for him to do anything at the beginning of the year. And, um, you know, everyone's got their thing, so we try, try to do shows here and there. Right. And, you know, when the summer comes around, there's always a possibility of doing a few, you know, jumping on a few of those, you know, nostalgia tours, like the, uh, um, what are those stars? E6 did one, and right. I've a couple bands, and, and, you know, so who knows, but, you know, mm. we put out that record a year ago, and it did okay, and uh, we just had fun making it and stuff, and it's still on, on, on the latest music, but, uh, yeah, it's just hard to, to get things done, especially when I'm here trying to do my other thing, and, um, I actually may, I'm contemplating putting out a country record this fall. Interesting. Well, not the fall, but, you know, starting to record it. But I want to do it fast. They do it fast down here. Well, like, I can just get to a studio with a band that's already built in. I show them my demo, and they'll just knock it out in one take, you know, and, and I would sing it. So I don't know if I want to go that route, or if I want to actually just get a small band and actually do everything like I used to do in nine, like what, what I would do in nine days. Mm -hmm. Um so that's an idea. We'll see what happens with that. The other thing is nine days. We um, we're probably going to record a few songs at some point this fall. A cool. new EP, uh, a couple of new songs, and a couple old songs from our very first record back in 1995 that had always just been fan favorite, but we never had really good recordings of them. Mm. So I think we might cut some of those songs and. I think they would do it in New York, somewhere upstate, and just get that kind of organic feel back that we used to have when we were younger. Um, the record we just did was more like the Madden crowd. It was straight rock, and some there were some country tinges in there, but it pretty much was, you know, we were saying the follow-up to the Madden crowd, actually. So I think the next thing we do might be a little more organic, and, and you know, we'll just find a studio up in the woods, you know, near Woodstock, and... and Hang out a few <laughs> yeah, you said it, man. Nostalgia. Um, uh, I gotta say, you know, uh, Brian gave me a song. I don't know how many people have heard this, and he recorded. Well, he played everything on it. Uh, I, I didn't never knew you as a drummer. I, I had that drum set in my room back in the day. I think you messed around with it, but I didn't know you as a drummer. But yeah, the, the song "I uh, Wish You Were Well," I believe. Um, yeah. That's wow. Wrote, um, right after. Yeah. Uh, my mom, you know, I, I would send my mom music all the time, and she'd mm. be like, you know, your voice sounds too weak, and <laughs> I said, but tell her, but I'm trying to sing for the country guys, you know, they sing lower, and that's not really my thing, like, my thing is helping out the high notes and stuff, but I, you know, she always said, you, you, gotta, get, you gotta get your voice stronger, you know, so I wasn't <laughs> gonna write some sappy ballad about my parents, you know, so I wrote that song, and it's upbeat, it's kind of lo-fi, the recording, and, yeah. um, and I was just, I sang it, you know, like I would sing it in nine days. It's, it kind of sounds like an old nine days song, you know? And, mm. and I've never, no one's ever heard it. It's just, what I, I play it live. Okay, good. Um, you know, when I'm doing songwriter rounds and stuff, you know, just kind of play it. Uh, but other than that, you know, that might be one of the new songs nine days records, you know, this fall. Well, it, it, I just want to uh, say, Brian, it, it's a beautiful song. Um, I knew what it was about. I didn't really want to bring it up unless you wanted to. But, um, I mean, but the part that got me, Comic books in the attic. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's that. All that stuff is literal. Like, yeah. I, there's a there's a box in the attic of full of comic mm. books, and I took it down one day, and and I was like, "What are you going to do with these?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I'll probably sell them." You know, <laughs> but they're all comic books that my dad would buy me. Um, I would get a comic book every time I went to church with my dad. 
So, Interesting. Um, they're, they're all there. So I don't know if I want to sell them now, you know. I might yeah. just keep them. Um, I don't think they're anything, you know, worth thousands of dollars, but um, who knows what's in there. But, yeah, that, that part of it, all the parts of that song are are pretty much, it was, that's why it was so easy to write. Yeah. Um, I wrote it in like a half hour, you know, and natural. It. It's so natural. Um, but it's... The, it's funny about the recording, because, I would love to do a country version of it. That version's a little more lo-fi, like I said, and rock, which is probably the way Nine Days would do it. I don't know how a country band would do it, but um, the uh, the drums are actually, I can play the drums, just not good. <laughs> <laughs> so the drums are programmed, but that's just like a drum machine, um, but they sound great, like, yeah. If you thought that was a real drummer, that's awesome. It's just my demo. So. You, well, yeah, you, um, it came with a, a warning label. It said, hey, this is a demo. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The question is, am I allowed yeah. to play it? I think so. You think yeah. so? <laughs> well, uh, uh, let's yeah. let's give them a taste. What do you think? Can we give the I audience... I own it, and I own it, so. Yeah, well, what do you think? We'll, we'll give them a taste right now. What do you think? That sounds good, yeah. All right, man. Let's get right to it. Maybe you pay a bill or two, and we'll get back with Brian DeVoe of Nine Days. Thanks for listening. Brush your hair away from your face, propped up those pillows so you could rest okay. Give a 
It's everything and that's a blessing you gotta take in You need to hold Wish you were well. Brian DeVoe of Nine Days did everything on that track. Uh, very touching. Um, and I kind of knew what it was about but beyond the nostalgia of it. Um, you know, I knew his parents. I knew him when we were young. And I just, I mean, he didn't hide the fact. Let's just put it that way. But once again, folks, all the good stuff happens off the air. Brian, <laughs> since Halloween, we had our party here. Um I didn't know this about Brian. I didn't know he didn't like to get dressed up, but he did dress up as Bono once or more than a few times. And he introduced me. You introduced me to you two when we were in sixth grade uh, with Pride in the Name of Love, I believe, was the big video at the time. And uh, yeah. I, yeah. And I, you, again, last time we talked, you introduced me to band, you know, well, we can go with Def Leppard, but I was kind of into them. But even like you had patience for Duran Duran. You, we used to, when I slept over your house, it'd be world premiere video at midnight. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had, uh, the 80s was a weird time. Yeah, really <laughs> I had a definite wide range of, of musical but it helps. likings. And, 
you know, from Bruce Springsteen, U2, to Molly Crew, and, and yeah. you know. The other thing was weird, because I didn't really like them, but I think, I don't know, they had cool hair, I think. <laughs> like, she had cool hair, I liked <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were, I mean, you were not oh, shy about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. But, uh, if I had some hair back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all did. Uh, too much of it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, one of my many gigs I did, uh, you know, I was impersonating Bono in a couple of few different bands, actually, in Vegas and Lang City, Irish festivals. And I just, my voice just went really well to him. And I tried to look like him as much as I could, but. There are better Bonos out there. A couple of friends of mine, actually, who are amazing. Um, but, uh, I, um, yes, for the last ten Halloweens, I think I was Bono if I had to dress up. <laughs> hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Why not? So, all right, so the nine days thing. Um, what happened with the last tour? Are you guys just like, you did a few dates. Um, is there going to be more coming up soon? Yeah, we're going to look to probably record an EP this fall. And, and there's definitely going to be a big show on Long Island, probably in the beginning of the, the new year. Um, and uh, I don't know. John always has some idea to promote the show, like, "Hey, let's bring these songs back." You know, from like, say, the, I call it the middle era, which mm. was after the second record got dropped from Epic, mm. and then we put out a couple records, and then I left for Tennessee. So John, you know, some good music in those years, and and he was like, you know, and John and I did two solo records, which uh, we were thinking about bringing a bunch of those songs back and doing like a special set, and then doing you know all the hits after that, you know. But, that's a great idea. Uh, that sounds like I mean that's fan friendly. Yeah, there's definitely stuff that's going to happen. Um, we still have management out of Nashville actually, and we still work with them, and we're just once we put a plan together, you know. Right. Um, like I said, the, the last record we did, it's about over a year now, and, and it's just kind of there, and still an amazing record. I think it's one of the best ones we've made. And there is a lost record, too, called Something Out of Nothing that we did in 2013, which we recorded at my old roommate's house, Paul Umbach, who I've known since 1990, did one of my first demos with him, uh, and we did it at his house, which we were all living in, a bunch of us. Uh, out here in Franklin, Tennessee, and it was the last thing he did at that house. He built the studio in the basement, and the record's not out there yet because we took it down when we went to make the new record because our, our manager was like, you know, this record is not your comeback record. And um, It was very eclectic. It was a mixture of rock, bluegrass, all kinds of stuff. We were kind of really going for that Yvonne Helm and the band kind of sound <laughs> and the horns. And I love that record, but I'm sure it'll resurface. So. Oh, man, um, I, I hope I so. Yeah, I think what we're going to do next is, is a little more organic, um, either way, and um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. What uh, What is it like? I mean, what is it like to market a record right now, being a rock band? Uh, it it oh. cannot be easy. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> Especially a rock band that you know, not really done much in a long time. It's it. I don't know how any artist can, unless you become huge by some crazy thing. You know, I hate to be negative about anything, but you got to have a plan B. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we spent our whole lives, um, you know, trying to make a dream come true, and it did, and it ended in about three years, you know? <laughs> in the band, yeah. band, but the whole life ended. I, we thought we'd be making records for 10 years and touring, you know? And, and that just didn't happen. And, of course, things change, and technology, and it's just hard to, to make a living as, as an artist or a musician. Yeah. You know, unless you're just like a hired gun or something, but, you know... I, you know, 
as far as constantly touring, I mean, that's not in the books for any of us. You know, we have families and, and all that thing. And, it, um, yeah, it seems like the the trend now is to get uh, on the soundtrack to a video game. I mean, I don't even, and that's and almost that, and, and there's that, the viral YouTube thing. You get some stupid video to go crazy for whatever reason, and then all of a sudden you're a star, you know? Right. But as far as selling records and stuff, it's tough. I mean, I'm still down here trying to, you know, get my songs cut by country artists right. or whoever, and I've had a lot of independent success. Good. But, um, well, I still mean, looking for that big one. And country is hot. I know songwriters here that have number one hits and they all have day jobs. <laughs> so yeah. that's why I sell, you know, I sell wine and, and other stuff to make ends meet. And, um, it's a good job. I just started with a new company actually here in Tennessee and it's been awesome. And, um, actually my, my manager is, is a songwriter that I've been writing with him for 10 years. So just all work. Everybody, it, usually everybody here is a songwriter. Your plumber's a songwriter. You're, your pool guy, you know. <laughs> and that's a true story. When I first moved here, our pool guy was a number one hit songwriter. No. I'm still trying to write it him, by the way. Ten years. <laughs> the pool guy song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's exactly. fantastic. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so uh, what are you listening to these days? Mostly country? Man, you know, it's hard. Like, I even thinking, like I said, it's been a weird year for me, and I rarely get music that, that, um, makes me feel like I used to. Like, I still love Bruce every once in a while, you know, but even, even when I get tired of Bruce sometimes, you know, and Springsteen, that is. And you too, I think I just saturated it with doing all those shows that I used to do that I'm kind of like, whatever. And they haven't put any good music out in a long time. Yeah. So they're kind of like, fallen. I mean, there's a new band, I don't know if they're new actually, but actually before I say this, I'll give a shout out to my amazing girlfriend, Jenna who um, we're trying to get her down here in Tennessee. <laughs> she's still in New York. Uh, she's a social worker, and um, we're, we're, we're working on making that move down here. But God um, bless her for doing that. <laughs> yeah, but she uh, turned me on to this band, Blind Pilot, and, uh, or Blind Pilots. And they're kind of mellow, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, kind of melancholy and, and emotive. And uh, they got some really good stuff. It's definitely mellow music. Not something that's going to make you go crazy, but I've been listening to them. Um... I listen to the country stuff because it's, you know, what I write. So I'm always like trying to figure out what, <laughs> you know, what direction I should go in. And I like a lot of it and a lot of it I don't, um, but right. it is what it is. So I listen to a lot of that stuff, usually on the radio when I'm driving. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I'm just trying to think of what really moves me lately. And I know. Not a lot. Well, I'll tell you, behind every strong dude out there that is a gunslinger, as far as I'm concerned, you are a gunslinger, um, there is a woman that is uh, keeping you, um, what do you want to say, uh, uh, solidified, <laughs> um, uh, focused, uh, your, you know, your stalwart, like just your, your Chewbacca, she's going to hate that. Um, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> She'll have to punch me when she meets me someday. But um, the, behind, honestly, it does take that strong woman behind you to keep that thing going that you're doing, I think. I, I, don't you agree? I agree, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the same thing with, uh, you know, girls. Hopefully you have a strong dude behind you. That's in a lot, well, sometimes, some bands, yes. But yeah, it does. It take you do need that. Every every Han Solo needs a Chewbacca, and vice versa. And I'm just going with that. Yes, Star Wars references, folks. What do you think of the last Jedi trailer? <laughs> I went geek. Um, you know, I didn't analyze it. I just watched it a couple times, 
I know there's supposed to be all these hidden clues and stuff, but I really didn't sit down and look at it in that way. Um, I is, is this supposed to be the last movie? No, Isn't no, it's the uh, se- second of the last trilogy. Right. Okay, so I knew there was another one coming. That's why I thought the title was kind of like The Last Jedi already. But well, this sounds like it would be the, the last one, you know? And, it sounds like um, it, but I can tell you The I Last Jedi... Do, we, we, yeah. You know? Well, The Last Jedi is Luke Skywalker. J.J. Abrams was not hiding that fact. Um, it okay. is about Luke being the last Jedi, not Rey. So we have to wonder what route she's going to go. And uh, yeah. it just looks really good, I think. Well, there's got to be a Luke Skywalker saber fight. Yes, thank you. And if there's not, I'm going to be very upset. Very upset. It's like, come on, why, why are you doing this? you got to do it. Yeah. Unless, unless they're going to play it up to the next movie. Yeah, um, you know, we haven't seen that since Jedi, so yeah. But they're giving uh, they're giving Leia. Um, well, supposedly it's like the best going out an actor can get in a film. So I, I don't know. I hope they don't kill her off. That would be so stupid at this point. Yeah, I don't know if they would do that. That's that's crazy talk. But yeah, um, you know, I kind of expected Han Solo to go in that last movie, right? Um, and my keyboardist, Jeremy, is a huge Han Solo fan, so I, I was telling him, you know he's going to die in this movie. He's like, no, he's not. I'm like, I'm telling you. I was like, I was like hey, Harrison Ford doesn't even want to do this movie. <laughs> but he probably had it in his contract, well, I'll do this movie, but you're killing me off. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He wanted to die in Empire. But, um, I actually just watched Rogue One again the other night, and, and? Um, it's good. You know, it's not an easy one to rewatch. like, I can watch the other one, um, uh, what is the, the Force Awakens. I can watch that over and over, and I like it. But yeah. For some reason, Rogue One is when I saw it in the movies, I was it was awesome. Holy shit! Yeah. Amazing. And, um, can I curse on here? Oh fuck yes. <laughs> okay. See, I still have the New York in me. You know. I know, right? Sometimes <laughs> I get yelled at. Sometimes I get yelled at. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We all do. It's a long hour. It's so funny. But, um, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, do you not like the Rogue One movie? Or? Oh, I own it. I I own it. Uh, I owned it the first week it came out. I love it. Uh, yeah, okay. Miss D, who you guys know from these airways, bought it for me. Um, and uh, I, I, there's a lot of lashback from younger people on that one. And meanwhile, it's like so dark. Like, what do these kids want? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's great. And I think isn't aren't they making another one about Han Solo? Yes, 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 yes. Donald Glover. Donald Glover is playing young Lando. Uh, they got a British guy for Han Solo. He looks like Han Solo. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a one shot, and I just want to see I want to see Han Solo win the Millennium Falcon in a gambling whatever the hell game they played. Yeah. You know, I, I want to see that. <laughs> but are you, do you think they would flash back to something later and have actually Harrison Ford in it? Ooh, Probably not. Right? I guess I don't think so. I'm not sure. That's that's a very interesting question. Very, I like that. Like you uh, know, some sort of cameo at the end, like at Tim, Tim when he was you know older. I want to still do that. Oh man, I wonder. That would be cool with some think, stock footage or something. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be cool. Oh, but I don't know, you know. Gee, guys, uh, have you figured out why me and Brian got along as kids? Uh, come on now. <laughs> oh, this is important that you know this. Um, I, I uh, have a new book out called Fiends of the Flesh. That's not the important part. Jim Castiglione is uh, one of the writers in it, and he's been on here. He was on here recently. That's Donna Farrell's husband, Donna Farrell Castiglione. 
Um, yeah, and he wrote this killer story. Um, so pick up Fiends of the Flesh, folks. You can get that at Barnes & Noble. You can get it actually at www.burningballpublishing.com. Or just go to www.fairlydarkproductions.com and you can get all my stuff there. But Fiends of the Flesh, look it up. I think you have to look it up as David J. Fairhead Presents uh, Fiends of the Flesh. Uh, please pick it up. It helps us make this show possible and get people like Brian DeVoe on here. Um, I don't know, Brian, are you doing any reading? You probably don't have time for that. Reading? Yeah. I don't know how to read. <laughs> you don't know how to read. Come on, I went to New Lane. Come on. Oh, New Lane. <laughs> Actually, you know who else Actually, is? Wait, 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 Brian! You know who else is in the book? Oh, I forgot to. I can't believe I didn't tell you this. M.K. Oster, uh, A.K. Uh, M.K. A.K.A. Michelle Knapp. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. You know, I knew Michelle Knapp when I was a kid. She lived on my block. There's, I, I have pictures of like me at like four or five years old of my birthday party in the backyard, and she's there. Hilarious! Yeah, like, she showed up. I knew her yeah. Way before, like, Elaine. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure we went to school because I went to Unity Drive. Yeah, me too. And I went to Oxhead for like a half a year. I think I went to Oxhead. And then I went to uh, North Coleman. It, it would have been Unity Drive, I think, in the old days. And I guess we both went to New Lane. Yeah, they're all former yeah. jails, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know. We know where we come uh, from. <laughs> I don't do a lot of reading, but I am... I mean, like my girlfriend does a lot of reading, so I'm like, you know, I need to start reading more. I go through these phases where I'll read a couple books, and you know, and then I'll, then I won't read for like five years. <laughs> well, you're gonna know three of these writers, and M.K. Oster. I'm just saying. Uh, also, Michelle Knapp, who's gonna kill me for saying her real name. She might kill me. I might have to edit this. Um, yeah. She wrote. Unaborted, and it's one of the most um, intense stories I've read in a long time. And we have a lot of stories in there. Um, they're they're different. Every it's like a creep show, basically. Everything's so different from the next. All short stories. So yeah, Brian, you might last a few pages. Yeah, I might. <laughs> I, I, I used to write short stories. I write songs, so I just kind of think it is. No, that's harder. I think writing a song is much harder. It really, really, truly is. Well, listen, um, always great getting back together with you um i would love to hang out last time we did that was a great show you guys did at the hard rock i mean yeah, I, I mean you never know we might you never know we might get back down after pittsburgh um, hope so no it could happen i hope We're so working on it. <laughs> all right man well listen i thank you for your time this is where you should probably plug everything you got and where people should find it what's that plug everything you got and where people should find it um, I guess, um, you know, right now is, is, uh, just everything is nine days banned. So if you want to go to Twitter or uh, Instagram, Facebook, it's all nine days banned. And then of course on iTunes, just nine days and our, most of our records are up there. Some aren't, but we're working on getting them all back up there. Yeah. Get them up and, there, man. Uh, Do that. Yeah. And then the, the, the website is nine days com, and, and you can get all the links on there actually. Um, I could have just said that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, man. That's all right. Uh, my people, I try to get them to buy the stuff, man, to support uh, support the artists that are out there and so we can keep doing this. Um, yeah, and I'm, I, I, Twitter, I'm at Fairly Dark. I'm a little active lately because I'm mad at Netflix right now for putting out really <laughs> shitty horror movies. Like, really shitty. I, I mean, low class. Uh, there's nothing going on there. Hire some of my friends. Uh, they know how to make a horror movie. 
I, I just wow, yeah. just wow. Hey, when is uh, when the heck is Stranger Things coming out? Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, they're really holding out on that, but I already got rid of them, so I'm not going to see that now because I was so mad last oh. night. I, I canceled my subscription last night after midnight because I watched a really bad movie. Uh, well, right. all week long, <laughs> just terrible stuff. So yeah, I I may not see that, and I love that show. I did like it. Yeah, that's right. See, that's what that's what makes us do these things. But again, yeah. music folks, buy the music, visit Brian DeVoe, go on Facebook, find him there, and then go to the website he gave you. Um, and uh, yeah, so we can keep this rock and roll thing going. You got to keep it going alive. I I am going to ministry this Saturday. Um, I, I I know I don't think you're a fan of industrial metal, but um, yeah, yeah much. I didn't think so. But yeah, I'm going with uh, Heather Taddy. Of course, Miss D will be there. And uh, it's our last hurrah because uh, losing my co-host forever, even though she hasn't been here for a year, she's in a band called The Glowworms, doing really good, folks. Um, she will be moving to, well, I can't say where, but um, she's moving away and her band's doing good. And uh, Miss D, well, we'll see if we can get her back on these airwaves again sometime. But for now, Kettle Whistle Radio is pretty much me and uh, my 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 guests. And I don't have any fear of that. Brian, I hope you listen now and then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what's good? I'm holding it right now. Uh, the new Blondie. I actually picked up the new Blondie, and I'm totally enjoying it. That's cool. I know they, uh, that's got to be years now, but didn't they have a comeback like in, I don't know, the mid-2000s? Yeah. Yeah. And then... The song, was it Maria? Was that the song? Yes, Maria. Yeah. And, oh. Yeah, that was good. So good. Well, this new one is right back to basics. You'll love it. I mean, if you're a fan at all of uh, Old Blondie, this is back to the punk rock and rock and roll. Good stuff. So, yeah, there's a little music there for yeah, you, they're, folks. They're just a staple in that whole era, so it's, you can't really not like them, you know? Exactly. But we should go out with one of your tunes. Um, I think you should pick the song. Any ideas? Oh, uh, you might as well play the one that claims the same song. Okay, no problem. All right, Story of a Girl It Is. All right, folks. Thanks for listening, folks, friends, and fiends. Love you out there. Keep it going. Thanks to Brian DeVoe. And uh, let's hear more from him. I can't wait to hear this country album. Maybe it'll be the first, eh, second country band to play on the show. Uh, let me know. When, just keep me updated. I will. Absolutely. All right, Brian. All right. Hey, thank you so much. And, folks, hey, good night. Keep listening. This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. And while she looks so sad in photographs, I absolutely love her when she smiles. How many days in the year? She woke up with hope, but she only found tears. And I can be so insincere. Making a promise is never for real. As long as she stands there waiting. Wearing the holes in the soles of her shoes. How many days disappear? When you look in the mirror, it's a high. Too far for the price of a shoe Your clothes never wear as well the next day And your hair never
Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. DC, I host the rock podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. 
If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric acid. Electric acid.